0: No idea how much pharma care will cost, and more. There's a whole bunch of tabs to get to. This was a long intro. Let's get started. First, we have to start with the arrived. No, not arrived scan. No, it's not arrived scan. This is the um, Winnipeg lab papers, and it's a big deal. And Pierre Polyev is gave a, a very long press conference. And if you want to watch the whole thing, we've got all we've got the whole press conference links here. So if you want to see 17 minutes, right? And here's just a couple of snippets from that. And the post millennial. Uh says, Pierre Polyev goes off on Justin Trudeau after it was revealed that the head of pathogens Canada- at Canada's most sensitive laboratory was collaborating with the members of Beijing's People's Liberation Army responsible for bioweapons and bioterrorism. So here's just a part of it. He's reading what the documents said, and I've, I've got to turn it up, but here we go.
1: We know now that uh, a People's Liberation Army official was able to gain personal access, walk in the door look at computers and have access to all of our most important virological secrets. Let me, if you think any of this is hyperbole, read the report yourself. This is from government documents, the Trudeau government's own documents. It says here on page 142, Winnipeg lab scientist Dr. Chu is head of the special pathogens unit, the top person in that job, according to documents on page 242, Quote, represents a serious and credible danger to the government of Canada as a whole, and in particular at facilities considered high security due to the potential for theft of dangerous materials attractive to terrorists and foreign entities that conduct espionage to infiltrate and damage the economic security of Canada. End quote. It states further on page 239. Investigators assess that Dr. Chu communicated with foreign entities during her trips to China. The evidence obtained from interviews and from information collected from the electronic content of her devices reveal that this is indeed the case. As a subject matter expert with access to sensitive information and dangerous materials, Dr. Chu presents a realistic and credible threat to Canada's economic security when conducting repeated and clandestine meetings with foreign entities, end quote. Then, it says Dr. Chu conducted joint research with the Major General Chen Wei of the People's Liberation Army, who, according to page 236, is a noted top virologist at the Academy of Military Medical Scientists and is China's chief biological defense expert engaged in research related to biosafety, biodefense, and bio. Terrorism, Bioterrorism, end quote.
0: Bioterrorism. Sorry if that was that. Um, so, sounds bad, right? And there's two and a half more minutes of that. And more, 17 minutes in total. Here's Polyev talking about, um, do you think that Canada should have uh, cooperation with China on this kind of stuff? Here we go. On the- winnipeg lab do you think the national microbiology lab infectious disease researchers should be allowed to do any collaborations with china at this point no can you explain why
1: because we know that uh, in this instance that uh, there that our highest placed most sensitive lab was infiltrated by people who collaborated with the people's liberation army who did not reveal any of their ongoing partnerships with the the regime in Beijing uh, and uh, who transferred materials from our most critical lab containing our most dangerous viruses over to Beijing and and worked in collaboration with the, the Wuhan lab. So I don't think this is the kind of collaboration we want, we should be collaborating with like-minded democracies that we can touch trust not those that want to attack our interests
0: fair enough right so it's interesting what's going on the revelations and here's the link to the whole um presser if you're interested in watching that holly doan says federal exec censured for concealing security breaches at national microbiology lab retired just weeks before cabinet disclosed the files documents uh, documents Ian Stewart attempted to hide from MPs were released Wednesday. So I didn't even hear that the documents had actually been released. I thought they were never going to see the light of day. I thought we were never going to get these documents and here they are. And they're having press conferences about them. So that's, I mean, good, right? Mr. Surveillance says, so that's the punishment for contempt of parliament. Ian Stewart was still living at high and in an executive position. Gorsky is going to have to tone it down. Tone down his pretend consequences for corrupt bureaucrats and politicians. This is clown Republic Canada. So it's interesting. They waited until he was going to, you know, he he was going to retire. Did he retire early? You know, the pressure get too hot. And they were demanding the documents in 2021, says Robert Fife. Uh, Actually, Kenny, Robert Fife says, Winnipeg scientists fired for providing confidential information to China. And Kenny says, Conservatives were demanding answers three years ago. Justin Trudeau branded us racist and anti-Asian. What are Trudeau liberals hiding? And so he, he cites the House of Common record talking about and asking questions about the Winnipeg Lab. Kenny continues, he says, and Kenny is, I believe he's a um, conservative MP, uh, Richmondite. And he says, facing questions regarding Winnipeg lab scientist dismissal, Trudeau said, I would recommend that the member of the Conservative Party and their zeal to make personal attacks not start to push too far into intolerance toward Canadians of diverse origins. So a complete dodge, absolutely nothing to do with the question at hand. Here's um, Justin Trudeau is... facing questions about the um, documents. And Stephen says, blocked numerous committees, sued the Speaker of the House to keep the papers under wraps, called a snap election, all to prevent these documents from being released. And this is the gaslighting of how it's not
2: his fault. Unbelievable, to put it mildly. Unbelievable. Here you go. Uh, Something that people would expect governments to take seriously and expect all parliamentarians to take seriously. Unfortunately, throughout this process, we have seen the Conservative Party, specifically Pierre Polyev choosing to spew conspiracy theories and drum up political attacks, partisan attacks, on an issue that quite frankly should be bringing Canadians and parliamentarians together to try and solve this. The quickness with which they're looking for partisan advantage is not just undermining Canadians' trust in the system, but interfering with the ability of Parliament to deal with this. One of the reasons it has taken so long. To get this report into Parliament is because of the choice that Conservatives made to try and extract any amount of political advantage by drumming up uh, a, a level of, of partisanship and toxicity that is not serving
3: Canadians.
2: All to avoid accountability
0: right? And I thought for sure there was going to be an it's Stephen Harper's fault in there somewhere, but he didn't drop it. Government.exe says Justin Trudeau takes no accountability on the Winnipeg Lab scandal and labels those questioning him as toxic conspiracy theorists. He says Canadians should be coming together to protect democracy and not divide it with partisan games like Pierre Polyev. What will it take Canada to get rid of this virus? I agree. I agree. There's lots of very, I mean, it's almost impressive to see the mental gymnastics and the and the and the takes through the lens of justin trudeau being the victim rather than the person causing this right and it's incredible i mean and he can't believe what he's saying does anybody believe what he's saying the real problem is pierre polyev the real problem is um is the conservative toxic politicians and again steven taylor makes a good point Justin Trudeau blocked committees, blocked the Speaker of the House, and sued the Speaker of the House, and called a a snap election, all to bury these papers. Like, to the degree where I was resigned to the idea that we were never going to see them, period, at all. And now we see them, and and apparently it's Pierre Polyev's fault that this whole thing happened. And he's a terrible, toxic human being. Are you kidding? It's laughable. And I mean, like, does he believe this? Like, does he think this is selling? Because I've got to say that it's not, you know, like... Thinking people don't go there, but that's, that's the point. He's, he's appealing to the 30% who aren't really thinking. So, and he's figuring he can wedge the other 10. Yep. Yep. And te, uh, Kevin says, let's talk about uh, Mulrooney. Mulrooney was a very, well, if you listen to the Cloven Mail, Brian Mulrooney, one of Canada's most divisive prime ministers, dead at 84. People didn't like this. People got upset and the Globe and Mail deleted that tweet because, well, Alex Pearson says, if you take, if this is your take just moments after someone's death, you should rethink your career. Now, I mean, it's kind of partisan because he was a conservative prime minister, I guess. Um, And so here is Kevin. He says, since everyone is talking about the serious corruption problem in Canada, here's a video of former CSIS intelligence officer, officer Michael Juno Castia. We know we know from Mulroney through to Harper that there is Chinese interference, okay? So Mulroney's dead, but he was a chain, a link in the chain, and the link has, the chain is not broken. Here, here we go.
3: So today, I want to be very clear, and I, want to pro- uh, and I want to be very clear. We can prove that every federal government from Mr. Mulroney to Mr. Trudeau, have been compromised by agent of the communist China. Every government were informed at one point or another. Every government chose to ignore CISO's warning, either by negligence, self-interest, or partnership, a partisanship, sorry. Every government were infiltrated by agent of influence acting on behalf of the Chinese government, and we knew who they were. Every government took decisions that are are questionable about China and can only be explained by interference exercised from within or motivated by self-interest. Not only the sitting government has been compromised, but all federal political parties have been compromised at one point or another. The inaction of the federal government, all federal governments, were led to attacks on many municipal and provincial governments. Every government have been part of the problem, not the solution. And, I, and remember, not only China is practicing interference.
0: Okay, so it goes broader than China from since Mulroney. And Mulroney is being, well, decried in the press, but it's a crooked press. So take it with a grain of salt as you take everything with a grain of salt. As I said, Alex is outraged that the Globe and Mail has this take. Holly Doan says Canadian press headline in the Globe and Mail now deleted. Uh, I might use that as my thumbnail because it's funny. Um, and Ryan says, the globe is now claiming this was an automated tweet. An automated tweet. Yeah, when Brian Mulrooney dies, send this tweet. You didn't catch the sarcasm? <laughs> um, and, since having dele- and have since deleted it. Anyone believe that they would automate a post regarding a former prime minister passing away? <sighs> Maybe. I mean, people do crazy things with it. Like, let the AI or let the intern handle the handle the social media right and i think i've heard i've heard arguments for and against this but if social media is the face of your company you shouldn't hand that to an intern i think because it's important right and if it's mishandled well and the people who are handling it should be able to take responsibility for it too i think right uh dr virginia johnson says uh brian Mulroney, former conservative prime minister his accomplishments include introducing the gst nafta UN Agenda 21, Atlantic Atlantic Economic Forum, Canada's very own head lizard. She doesn't like Mulrooney very much. Brier, um, Brian Lilly likes Mulrooney. Little- he's he said, chalking up wins, all sorts of stuff. I thought, what the, what is going on? Lucas says the um, the, impact brow, Mul- Rooney, the impact Brian Mulrooney the impact Brian Mulroney had is simply immeasurable. NAFTA, GST, Mandela. Uh, he's in any Canada's. Prime Minister's Mount Rushmore discussion outside of pure wins. I don't. I don't think so. Really, I don't. I don't think so at all. Like, oh yeah, I love the GST. <laughs> NAFTA, NAFTA offshored our our factories and things like that. Like that is that good? Why is that beneficial? How is that beneficial? I mean, like the chickens are kind of coming home to roost now, right? And then like the whole renegotiation of the USMCA and all that. Um, anyway, he continues. He says our biggest. Um, grad and owner of likely the biggest Canadian debate moment ever. So he's a former um, StFX University. I don't even know which one that is. Sorry, sorry, alums of that university. He's he's. This is the speech that he gave where he's talking about um, how all of the prime ministers have been uh, kind of part of the same plan, passing a uh, ideology down in an unbroken chain, and I, and he says. Um, The essential continuity of governments from Mulroney through Cretchen and Martin to Harper explains a great deal of what is right about Canada today. This is 2014. No one should underestimate the value of this country. Serious public policy can only be conceived and practiced over decades, not four years terms. We have had the great good fortune to see governments of different stripes pass and accept the torch over the past 30 years rather than stop. And then try to start a new game based on discredited ideologies or personal agendas. So, Mr. Mulrooney is the guy who said that, right, in, in a speech in 2014. So weird, right? I thought we got to vote, but it seems that they'd already decided they were going to pass down this agenda and whatever the people voted for didn't matter so much. Secondary, right? Mark Carney weighing in is on this whole thing. He says, deeply saddened to learn of the passing of Prime Minister Mulrooney, a visionary leader who understood the possibilities of a new world order and seized them for Canadians. Yikes. A steadfast steadfast in his principles against apartheid and for the environment, an example to all and a mentor to many. Here's Christia Freeland and her famous red dress, Brian Mulroney, she says, stood up for Canada and our national interest, including long after he left public office. I will miss his wise counsel, which he generously offered, particularly during the NAFTA negotiations. Do you mean the USMCA? Cheaper's creepers. Here's Justin Trudeau. It is two minutes of rambling. I'm going to show you 30 seconds because, like, first it'll put you to sleep. Second, wh- wh- you you should, if you're going to speak to people, have a reason, have a point. Try and make it. You know, like, he's just kind of talking and saying I'm um, a lot. He's unscripted and awful. Here's 30 seconds of Justin Trudeau. Feel free to fast forward. Here
2: we go. tonight the Oh,
0: see, I I thought I'd fast forward it for you. I thought this is intolerable. Here's One one speed.
2: uh, His best friend and partner of 50 years, Mila, his uh, amazing kids and grandkids, uh, who loved him dearly and who he loved with all his heart. Um, There are many, many people across the country tonight who are uh, reeling and feeling uh, a deep absence. Uh, He was committed to this country loved it with all his heart and served it for many many years in many different ways he had the courage to do big things
0: like the gst and <laughs> offshore jobs here's um Rupa, she says, Brian Mulroney was Canada's version of Reagan and Thatcher, but he was uniquely Canadian. Mulroney was the first prime minister to deregulate and roll back socialism in Canada after decades of rot. Mulroney was one of Canada's greatest and most consequential consequential prime ministers. He negotiated the FTA with the U.S. The Liberals and the NDP opposed it, saying it would impoverish Canada when in fact it did the opposite. He brought in the GST, which was damaging electorally, but it was the right thing to do because it got rid of heavy distorting manufacturer sales tax. Mulroney made two attempts which ultimately failed to fix the constitutional crisis that Pierre Trudeau created when Trudeau repatriated the Constitution without the consent of of Quebec after the famous Night of the Long Knives. And after he resigned, the progressive conservatives paid a huge price, but his legacy benefits Canada to this day. So I mean, people are are split on him, right? I guess he is as divisive as the Globe and Mail said, right? Uh, very divisive, and we've got to delete that. That was automated, but maybe they were accurate. And I mean, I was a child during the Mulrooney years. I remember going to England, and my grandparents had a dog toy because my aunt loves dogs, and they had a dog toy that was Brian Mulrooney, and his nose his nose was all big and red, and they said his nose was red because he's a liar and I didn't understand what that meant. And then like the dog attacked it. The dog loved this toy. It was crazy how much it played with it. I guess it was new, but whatever. Um, and that's the end of my story. That's all I really remember of Brian Mulroney. So having a strong opinion either way, I think I'm just trying to show you there's a broad, there's a a broad series of opinions about Brian Mulroney. I don't like his legacy, because if he signed us up, if he was the first to sign us up to this Agenda 21, it's put us on a path to having to defend our sovereignty and our basic rights, and that's not great, right? I don't like that. Um, and and as for the rest of it, I mean, Jeepers creepers, an argument can be made. There were some great years in the 90s, right? There were some great years in the 2000s as well. And if we didn't descend into this crazy, crazy communism that the world seems to have descended into, I'm sure that we could fix things pretty well and we pay enough taxes. I don't think we need to pay a dime. I don't think we need to pay more taxes. I think we need to pay way less taxes. But fundamentally, the country is great. Canada is great. And the people in charge, if they're selling out the citizens to benefit their globalist agenda, that's bad. And if he's that kind of guy, he's not my kind of guy. Okay, moving on. Let's talk about Arrive Scam. <laughs> the other big story, <clears throat> Kirk says, to summarize, David Yo campaigned as an anti-vax passport candidate for the PPC. He went to receive millions to help develop a ArriveCAN and also works at the Department of National Defense and receives many other contracts from other departments like the RCMP, Border Service Agency, but can't explain what he or his company does for a living. Oh, and our so-called defense and intelligence departments somehow missed his involvement in the company during their procurement due diligence while it was on his LinkedIn all along. The number of days Canada went without being a complete shit show, zero. So it's on his LinkedIn, right? Thanks to Andy Lee, this has come to light, of course. And BlackRock's or BlackLocks reporter says, "Sweetheart, arrive can contracting wasn't my fault," says Anita Anand to reporters. She can she says the contracts didn't cross my desk when she was the um, person in charge of contracting. So, when she was the procurement minister, so interesting stuff. How is, how is it that the minister who probably needs to sign off on these things has no idea? And GM Forbes says, every time there's a new liberal scandal, cabinet ministers who were or are in charge of the department or at the center of it, nothing, I, I didn't hear anything. I see nothing. I didn't, I didn't do anything. Um. Sovereign, sovereign territory of Tim Toria is responding to Larry Brock. Larry Brock says Trudeau officials have agreed to produce a full list of government employees that are also working as contractors collecting taxpayer money. So that's interesting. And he says, Tim says, in the public education system, you're not allowed to be employed as a cleaner and have a side deal cleaning snow for example or clearing snow for example so that that's a good example i used police earlier but that's probably a bad example this he thought his example out way more than i did um but yeah if you work for a school like if you're if you're a janitor at a school and you also say own a snow plow you probably can't contract with the school a million dollar contract to plow all of the driveways while also being a janitor at the school can you do you think you could maybe um Lord knows we wouldn't want someone making 20 bucks an hour, making an occasional extra 100 bucks under contract. See, now I'm, how I'm thinking about it in, in my head is if you're a janitor and you own a company or a plow, your brother-in-law's driving the plow. For some reason, obviously he's Italian. And, <laughs> and so like while you're being a janitor, you've also got the contract and your brother-in-law's driving your asset. And then you obviously reinvest the money that you guys make get another one get the bigger contracts and so on and so forth right like and if you maintain your job while not impact like if you're if you're effing off and not doing your janitor job if you're going to drive the truck right if if vinny calls you and he's like I can't make it tonight and you're like oh my gosh I can't believe I have to do both of these things vinny um then like all bets are off, right? You should, you should not, you should not get a buy. But if you're doing your janitor job and you own Vinny, Vinny's Vinnie's plowing, right, and you get the contract, I don't see a problem with that. But does the school board see a problem with that? So, ah. but I do see a problem with the arrive scam stuff. That's Lord knows we wouldn't, we wouldn't want someone making twenty bucks an hour making an occasional extra hundred bucks under contract. I see. I don't think that that's exactly how it would work six-figure bureaucrats however no rules apply right so in a school can't do that for six-figure bureaucrats absolutely you can um so that's interesting so the dnd suspends contracts and breaking news says larry brock trudeau officials have agreed to produce the full list yesterday we learned that the arrived scam contractor paid eight million dollars is also a government employee more to come so that's that's a pretty big um bombshell And we're going into a weekend, today's Friday, so it is very interesting with regards to what will be the Friday night news dump, right? There's usually a Friday night news dump where they dump some inconvenient truths, hoping that by Monday the news cycle will have moved on. Um, But we don't have any mechanism still. Like there's no confidence vote on the horizon that I can tell. Uh, Do you think that the Arrive Scam stuff is going to call for it? Do you think that the Winnipeg Lab stuff is going to call for a, a confidence vote? I don't know. Both together, right? I don't know. I don't know. Jody Wilson-Raybould is weighing in on all of the scandals. She says, five years ago, one government scandal about the rule of law being threatened preoccupied the nation for weeks and weeks and weeks. Now we're in the middle of multiple scandals a day phase of this government. Nothing says it's time for a change at the top clearer than that. Well, yes, that's true. Hopefully we actually get a change at the top, but it seems like yeah, again, the conservatives being in office don't represent a win condition necessarily because I I just don't think that, I, I think that the competing interests are going to outweigh the interest of the Canadian people. And that's the, that's the cold hard truth. Sam Cooper Hello everyone. Thanks very much for watching. This is just a short version of a longer show. If you'd like to get the whole show, you can go over to CanadaPoly.com and sign up for a subscription. Just look in the drop down tab for shop and donate and look for subscriptions and you'll get immediate access to the full show. Love to see you. Thanks for watching, everybody. Have a wonderful, wonderful.